0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the River Heights Buzz podcast. We are your hosts, I'm Alexa. And I'm Candace. And tonight we are on episode 84 and we are talking about Files book number 8, Two Points to Murder. And this one was something.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean the other one that we read in this series was super drama filled and this one is just like that. And I was just telling... Alexa off camera before we started recording that I got so into the last two chapters. I didn't even write any notes. Um, but I, (laughs) I read it today, so it's still fresh in my mind. Um, but please fill in the gaps if there's any high points that I missed, but yeah, this one, this one was a lot. And we will get into it. (laughs) Yes, we will. Uh, trigger warning, disclaimer, Uh, You can tell from the title of this book and from the other books that we've talked about um, this series is geared more towards uh, a slightly older audience than the original mystery series. Um, So if there are things that are discussed in this book that might be triggering or upsetting for anybody, uh, it's not going to hurt our feelings. If you need to skip this episode,
0: do what's best for you. All right, I will go ahead and read this description. (laughs) Nancy and her friends visit Emerson College. Ned is on the basketball team to find out who is responsible for a series of increasingly nasty practical jokes. But the closer she gets to the answer, the worse her relationship with Ned gets. The release date was January 1st, 1988. First question that literally just hit my brain. So
1: you and I have read quite a few of the original series and it talks about Ned going to Emerson, but it always mentions him being a football player. Did it ever mention him being on the basketball team too?
0: I don't remember ever hearing about basketball.
1: I don't either. Not saying that that's necessarily like a continuity issue because I mean, you know, in real life, in the real world, those two seasons don't happen at the same time. So I mean, very well could be two sports that he plays, but I mean, college sports are kind of intense and, uh, you know, from this book, we hear that basketball is a really big sport at Emerson. So I don't know, that literally just hit me while you were reading that description.
0: For me, like from between football season and basketball season, I feel like they're pretty close, like timeline wise, Yeah. When, like when they're on for at least part of the season. And so I know that at least for here where I am, it's, you need to, if you are on a sports team, you pick one sport, you have five years of eligibility Mm -hmm. and you know, you can't do any other sports from what I understand. And so.
1: The school that I went to was a much smaller school. So you could play multiple sports if you wanted to. It was just, that was a lot. Like doing one sport is a lot and doing school, but I mean, you know. Nancy's world we're just living in it. That's our theme I feel like. (laughs) Pretty much but if you're ready I'll just go ahead and dive right in to this book. So Nancy, Bess, and George are driving to Emerson College to meet with the men's basketball coach. Um, The team's having a really good season and they have three games coming up that if they win they'll be going to this big championship game so nancy gets to um campus and she sees ned and it was kind of strange he was kind of distant and she's kind of standing there left wondering if they're drifting apart but nancy can't focus on that right now because she has to go meet the coach and uh the team doctor is there as well so they go to the coach's office to talk about what's going on and so basically someone is pulling practical jokes on the team and it's really distracting them. And on the other hand, there are students on campus that are getting assaulted. So we gotta figure out if these two things are connected or if they are just separate things that happen to be happening at the same time. There was uh, one game that the team was playing where someone let off a smoke bomb in the locker room. And then there was another time where the team got to their locker room and it was completely trashed, things like that. So they were all finishing up the conversation when they heard this loud commotion outside of the office, and one of the players came in and said that someone had hung themselves and right you, at the starting gate into the you, draw.
0: And you would never hear, really, I feel like something like this from the other series, the mystery stories. Yeah. And so, like, that's one difference. Like we've said before, this is more like older teens, adults age. The other series is more like pre-teens, and younger. Yeah. You know, so.
1: Yeah, I actually think marketed the Yellow Spine books to the 8 to 12 age
0: range, which is about right. Yeah. And so even, too, I noticed, like, with these few books that we've read so far, it's, like, talks about real relationship stuff that can go on. A whole lot more. Especially between Nancy and Ned. Yep. And it's, like, the, this book and the last book we read, I feel like we hear more of Ned's point of view and yes. his thoughts about their relationship than the other series. And so, <clears throat> like, we'll get into it li- as we go along with the book, but it's like you don't usually hear Ned's part of it so much. Yeah. And so, it's kind of nice to hear both sides in a way. Yeah. It's
1: kind of refreshing because you're right. We really don't hear a lot from Ned and, I'm skipping way ahead. He even talks about how it feels like he's left kind of in in the background. And, I mean, if you think about those first series of books, if you're familiar
0: with them, he's not wrong. Yeah. Hate to say it, but. and Honestly, I feel so bad for Ned now that, like, this is my first time reading the Files series. And it's like. Everything that Ned says about his how he feels in the relationship, I feel bad for him. And I can see his part of it. Yeah. And it's like, he makes valid points.
1: Yeah. I mean, everything he was saying was true. And even if it wasn't true, he still needs to voice his opinions so that he feels validated in the relationship. Like, that's part of the thing. It's just Nancy is such a strong personality. And she, I mean, he explains it best. She kind of does her own thing and she's like laser focused. And when she's got a mystery in front of her, like that is what she's doing.
0: So I know that Nancy is like trying to defend herself and her actions and all that stuff. And like, I don't blame Nancy for doing that. She can Mm -hmm. do that fine, all she wants, but I feel like there's times where stuff between Nancy and Ned can get really childish. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't want to be badgering them. I don't want to, you know, do that constantly. But that's just from the outside looking in on the relationship. It's just at times it does seem like they're acting like kids. Yeah. You know, and they're still 18, 19. They're not full working adults yet. They still have a long ways to go in their adult lives. So just because they're dating now doesn't mean that they're going to be together for the next 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. You know, so they can meet other people, they can go out on, they can do all this other stuff without being together. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So
1: the group all rushes to the basketball court, and thankfully, it wasn't actually a real person that was hanging, someone had hung uh, a dummy in, um, like a knockoff basketball uniform that looks kind of like theirs, but isn't like a regulation uniform with a note clipped to it that said death to the Wildcats.
0: Can I just, <laughs> so that Nancy keeps calling it an El Figgy in the book. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't she just call it a dummy? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Like it just, it's just weird. It, yeah. Every time she said El Figgy, I just like, like she went to go see the dummy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm weird, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Nancy, of course, straight to business, tells George and Bess to go and try to check out all the entrances to the building and to check the sign-in book, but they ended up coming back with nothing. There were no visitors to the building, but the girls and the doors were all locked. Um, So Nancy looked over the dummy, but she didn't get any clues from it ned then took the girls to the dorm that they were going to be staying in while they were there and asked nancy to go to a party that evening and of course she said yes Um, so the girls got ready for the basketball game that night and there were protesters outside talking about the sports budget this is like a real true life kind of thing that happens where there are people that you know don't appreciate the fact that some schools i'll just go ahead and say most schools seem to put a little extra money towards athletics rather than academics. It's kind of a hot topic. So I like that. I mean, this is like a real world kind of issue in this book. Um, and so um, there's this guy there named Tom who's student council president, and he like got into a fight with George and Nancy, and they were arguing about like the way that the school budgets for the athletic department. And um, the girls got frustrated with him, and they went into the game. And at the halftime, Emerson was ahead by 18, and everything seemed to be normal. The second half of the game started, and then there was a blood-curdling scream. And it was the girl who wore the mascot uniform. She had taken her mask off and had put it in the cheerleader's locker room because she was going to take a break. And then when she went to go and get it to put it back on, it had been shredded like destroyed no one had seen anything um but nancy happened to notice tom in the crowd watching with a smug look
0: emerson whenever was I starting
1: thought... to lose their edge and the other team was making a comeback but eventually emerson won
0: whenever i think of a mascot or a mascot head I i'm sorry i always think of fatima <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> la- i love fatima <laughs> from last trade to blue moon canyon i loved her I wish we could, wait, I got to check our guest people who've agreed to come on to chat to see if she's one of those people that are going to come on.
1: Yeah, if we could talk to her, that'd be great, because I got to ask where that accent comes from.
0: We can (laughs) pretend with our own accents all we want, but it's not the true Fatima, you know.
1: I mean, to hear my husband tell it, he says that I sound like that. I don't think I sound like that. There might be some words that slip out that are a little country- But you can't blame me. I'm from Kentucky. Like, I get it honest. I can't help it. (laughs) You know.
0: Wait till we get to the other kinds of the games, especially, like Curse of Blackmore and Shadow Ranch. Yep. And I'm going to have a challenge for you when we get there. Okay. (laughs) I'll explain it when we get there. Okay. Sounds good.
1: (laughs) I'm always up for a challenge. You know that. Like I said, Emerson won, thankfully. So another game down. Uh, Nancy and the girls went to the party at Ned's fraternity house, and she met some of the other players on the team. Uh, She met one guy there named Ray, who had actually gotten cut from the team, and he was being, like, super rude to the guys. Uh, Bess mentioned that uh, a lot of the guys there had style, and Nancy happened to notice that several of the players were dressed really well, even though they supposedly were there at school on scholarships. Nancy and Ned danced and partied and she eventually went to the bathroom and there was a line. So she went upstairs and she didn't know where the bathroom was. So she tried a room at random and it ended up being uh, this guy's room named Mike, who is co-captain of the team with Ned. And there was a picture of the boys there together. But Nancy knew it wasn't Ned's room. So obviously it was Mike's room. And then... As Nancy was looking around, she found the same materials that the dummy from earlier was made of. And
0: Nancy's just like automatically is like, "Yep, Mike did it. He's yeah. got all the stuff. Yeah. He's responsible." And like this is the biggest fight between Nancy and Ned for like throughout the book.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I'm like bad one.
0: And I'm sorry, but Nancy is like, I get that you need to focus on like the one person till you clear them. I understand that, but you need to look at all the different parties that could be involved. Yeah. Too, you yeah. know, because you need, yes, Mike could be involved. He could not be. And you need, you have like, could have all these other people, essentially anyone from the college could be behind it or yeah. someone from the outside. Yeah. So you can't just jump to conclusions. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um. So as she was looking around in the room, suddenly there was someone in the doorway, but thankfully it was Ned. It wasn't Mike. Um, He asked what she was doing and was kind of acting weird about it, and Nancy showed him what she had found, but he seemed totally indifferent, and they argued because Nancy wanted his help, but Ned refused to dig up dirt on his friend. I mean, I kind of see both sides of the coin on that one. He's convinced that Mike is innocent and isn't involved in the practical jokes that are happening So Nancy and the girls go back to the dorm they're staying in, and Nancy stays outside to think when Bess rushes out, saying they have to go home right away. Nancy went upstairs, and their room had been completely ransacked, and there was a note saying, Go home, Drew, that was painted on the window. George got security, and they made a report about what happened, and next morning, they have breakfast and talk about what happened, and Nancy went to call Ned, and she ended up seeing this other guy uh, that she thought was handsome, and he was talking in code on the phone, and she was kind of curious because she didn't understand what he was talking about, and so then she called Ned and asked if they could go out, so they made a date, But then he had to take off and go to class. So they saw a movie and it was horrible. (laughs) And they went out to eat and Nancy tried to apologize, but it didn't go well. She still suspects Mike, which really makes Ned aggravated. He drops her off. And as he's leaving, someone runs out of the dorm and into a Camaro and starts driving towards Nancy. Like going to run
0: her over. And she's got to quickly get out of the way.
1: Yes. Thankfully she does, but it barely misses her. Then the campus police show up and go into the same dorm that the guy ran out of, and they found that there was another guy there that was beat up, um, but he acted like he didn't know who it was or any description of who it was that hurt him, and he
0: didn't want his parents notified. And Nancy automatically thinks this guy is lying when he says he doesn't know who beat him up.
1: Yeah, because he's acting weird. The way that, I mean, he's like stuttering over his words, and... It's weird that he didn't want his parents notified about it like he's covering for someone. Um, So Nancy gave a statement of what she saw, which wasn't a whole lot, but uh, she kind of explained the car and, and all that. She told the girls about it the next day and she started remembering more as she was talking about it and um, so she decided that she wanted to update her statement to campus security So Nancy was thinking over the current situation as she walked to the athletic building to find Ned. And that guy from earlier, Tom, was outside protesting illegal payments made to athletes. And he was being grilled by a campus reporter. And he saw Nancy coming and then claimed that Nancy knew all about it, but she doesn't. But it did get her thinking that maybe that could be
0: something that's going on. But how would Tom know Nancy's involved when they literally just met? Exactly. Like, I know that Nancy she mentioned him, that she's, knowing she's dating Ned. That was, I was just about to say, because Nancy said that she's dating Ned. And yeah. so that probably got Tom thinking, oh, she knows about it. She's involved somehow. Like, yep. not necessarily. Not necessarily. Like, necessarily. Because you don't know the story about what's going on in people's relationships.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That really did get Nancy thinking. Um, Ned had given her a really nice bracelet earlier, made her wonder where he got the money from that or for that because she said it was expensive. And it made her think again how the guys at the party were dressed so well. So Nancy kind of clears it out of her head and she goes searching for Ned, but she can't find him anywhere And she finally goes and looks one place else in the athletic building downstairs and hears gunshots because apparently there's an indoor range uh, in this athletic building, which I thought was kind of weird, but
0: okay. Whenever I think of a shooting range, I always think it's outside.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are, but there are some that are inside, but I don't think I've ever heard of one, like,
0: on a campus. Unless it's, like, for one of those, the triathlon or something or whatever it is where you have to do the shooting And you can't always do it outside,
1: maybe? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess doing it inside is a way to control it easier. Maybe. Like a a confined space and, you know, I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird. But anyway, when all of a sudden Nancy was grabbed by someone and pulled into a room and then a gun was pointed at her. That would be, like, so scary. Uh Uh-huh. Turns out it was Ray, the guy that had been cut from the basketball team, uh, and he tried to just play it off like it was a joke. The gun wasn't loaded, blah, blah, blah. Either way, Nancy was mad. I would have been mad if that had been me. Doesn't matter if the gun wasn't loaded. You don't do that. You don't play with a gun like that. Just asking to get hurt. Or killed. Yeah, exactly. She asks Ray if he had seen Ned anywhere and he didn't. So
0: she quickly took off and she ended up not finding Ned anywhere. And the the comment that Ray made about Ned, about the coach putting him on such a high pedestal that he has to like look down at everybody else. That was kind of a snide remark. Yeah, he's bitter. You can tell. Yeah.
1: Best told Nancy that the coach was going to let them ride on the bus with the team that day because their game that they were playing was an away game, which was about two hours away. So Nancy sits with George because she wasn't ready to ask Ned about the money thing. She was going to have to kind of sit on that for a little bit and figure out uh, the best way to bring it up. And so George was explaining the finer points of basketball when someone on the bus starts yelling and it's one of the players named Howie and he is kind of superstitious and has a lucky pair of socks that he wears during the games and he was going through his stuff and realized that his socks were gone another practical joke kind of thing The next thing they know as they're driving down the road this camaro from earlier that tried to run nancy down pulled up next to the bus and shot out one of the tires yeah the driver tried not to panic but it seemed like the bus was going to tip over obviously vehicles like that are top heavy and
0: if you aren't driving carefully they're easy to tip over This reminds me of fast seven with like this whole, like this bus kind of looks like, or this van, whatever. And it gets flipped on its side and it starts sliding down like the hill or like the road. And then it essentially eventually gets tips over down the cliff. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I just thought about that when I was reading this part and I'm like I just obviously they don't get hurt they just get really spooked but I'm like that's scary. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean that could have been a lot worse than it actually was. Um the driver was able to kind of correct it so the bus didn't tip over and no one was hurt. They were like you said just kind of spooked. So they called for another bus and they Barely made it to the game on time. Uh, Emerson did well in the first half, but struggled the second half, but were able to still come back and win the game. On the way back to the school, the girls and Ned went over everything, and we have our list of suspects, Ray, Mike, and Tom and everyone has different ideas. And Nancy brings up the point that the pranks and the assaults are totally different because it's like the assaults, obviously someone's getting hurt. With the pranks, whoever's pulling the prank is most likely watching somewhere. So it's a little bit of a different scenario. So the girls make it back to the school. Everyone makes it back to the school. They head back to the dorm they're staying in and they round the corner of a building and they see that Camaro again. The driver was still inside and was trying to get away. Nancy tried to block his path, but the man got out of the car and ran into the building, which was like like some kind of a plant building, like
0: where they move heat, something like that. And why did they not get the license plate before they went in the building? I don't
1: know. Nancy was just one track mind, gotta catch this guy. I don't know. It was weird.
0: And wouldn't they have had like some kind of a camera back then? I would think. Maybe. If they did, if they did, why would they not at least just get a picture of it? I don't know. Even I know it could take while to develop it and stuff, but they could still have somehow gotten it developed potentially. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah.
1: The girls went after him and they were trying to trap him inside of the building, and they ended up finding a lot of pipes which uh, could lead out of the building different ways. So The girls started exploring these pipes and they eventually found themselves in the basement. And there was a wall that the word Jenkins was written on. Nancy remembered that that was the name of Ned's old dorm before he joined um, his fraternity. Uh, So the girls kind of admitted defeat And went outside, but of course the Camaro was gone at this point. Like, I don't know what Nancy was thinking. Like, very weird.
0: For these air ducts things, it reminds me of treasure in a royal tower.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Next day, the girls were talking the case over and found out that Tom couldn't have been the one that shot at the bus tire because he was leading a debate at the same time that that attack happened. So Nancy decided that she was going to find Ned and talk to him about it, and she found him reviewing the tape from the latest game, and she explained about how she's able to rule out Tom as a suspect because he has an alibi, and they ended up arguing again about Mike and the tape was still kind of going in the background, and Nancy ended up noticing something, and so she told Ned to stop the tape because she found the person that she thought was pulling the pranks. So they rewatched the tape and saw Ray in the crowd, even though earlier when he was talking about how, you know, he was no longer part of the team, he had claimed that he was never gonna watch a game ever again. So it was kind of weird to see him in the crowd, but he was cheering for Mike. So Nancy then kind of went back on what she said and that made Ned get mad again. And so they continued to argue and Nancy eventually left and said, you know, whatever I'm gonna, you want evidence, I'm going to get you evidence, you know, whatever I have to do to prove
0: this to you. And how did Nancy think that Ray was the culprit with all these jokes? She had no proof of that. No, I think all she was going off of was his words saying
1: that he was so angry with the team and with being cut that he was never going to support the team and never going to go to another game. So I guess in her mind, she thought he's at the game, even though he said he would never do that again. There must be a a bad reason why he's there. But that's really assuming. Like, that's really jumping to conclusions.
0: And just the same way with Mike and the box of all that stuff. It, Nancy, yeah. is, Nancy is jumping to conclusions with the yeah. whole Mike situation. I'm like, just because the person is there, just because someone has stuff in their room, doesn't necessarily mean that it's their stuff or they're responsible.
1: I see where you're coming from, but I guess I'm going to play devil's advocate there because I feel like I feel like if you compare the two situations, Ray saying he's never going to a game again, but showing up at a game and Mike Mike having the stuff in his room that the dummy was made out of, I feel like the Mike situation is more compelling as far as him being guilty of something rather than Ray. I don't know. I just don't know why like this dummy was made out of random things like stuffing and packing supplies or whatever it was made out of. And it's like, why would a college student have that in their dorm? yeah I don't know it just it's weird
0: could have been a setup could be or they could have all that stuff in their room because they need it for an assignment for one of their classes
1: I mean yeah that's an option that's an option I just I personally feel like that scenario is more compelling than just this guy being mad and saying I'm never going to do this again and then doing it I mean he was literally just watching the
0: game yeah I don't know It's kind of weird. Go ahead. No, no, no. I wasn't going to say anything.
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Nancy gets really aggravated with Ned. Like I said, essentially, is like, you want evidence? I'll go out and I'll find you evidence. And so she takes off and she waited until the coast was clear and she went into the athletic building when the security guard walked away at night and she went to the basketball locker room and she was trying to like go down the hallways not be seen, but there was an office that had a light on, but she tried to avoid it so that she would, like I said, wouldn't be seen. So she gets into the locker room and she finds Mike's locker and she breaks into it because we all know that Nancy is a, a lock picking pro and she finds normal stuff in there. Nothing to, uh, uh nothing really to get excited about, but Then she ended up finding $2,000 and a list of Emerson's opponents with numbers next to the names. Mm -hmm. Looking real suspicious, but okay. Next thing we know, sounds like someone is coming into the locker room. So Nancy quickly hides in the sauna and I got White Wolf of Bicycle Creek vibes. (laughs) Because... She ends up getting locked in there. She realizes too late as soon as she gets into the sauna that she had forgotten to close Mike's locker. So whoever came in there, maybe they would think that Mike left it open or, you know, whatever. But either way, she left his locker open by accident. Nancy waited for what felt like forever until the light turned off and it was quiet in the room. And then she tried to get out of the sauna, but she was trapped. And whoever had come in there had turned it on because it started to heat up. Uh Uh-oh. And it
0: almost seemed like it was on full blast. Yeah.
1: Like, I've never been in a sauna because it really, to me, that does not sound like a good time. That does not sound relaxing to me. If other people like it, that's their thing. That's fine. I just, personally, I don't think that would be anything that I would want to do. So, it sounds miserable. (laughs) So, after some quick thinking, Nancy is finally able to escape, but just barely with enough time before, you know, tragedy could strike, like, her passing out she short-circuited the system and I'm sitting there reading it thinking the way it was described how did she not get electrocuted yeah like you like start she removed the bulb and then she like started poking around with a metal pen that's how you get electrocuted
0: Nancy's freaking lucky
1: yeah once again Nancy's world we're just living in
0: it Nancy I swear is a cat with nine lives or like instead of nine lives like 20 million lives yeah no
1: (laughs) seriously because that would never work but okay (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing to look past it. (laughs) So the next day, Nancy decides that she was going to go ahead and confront Mike with the information she found. So she heads to the frat house. And as she's walking up to it, his girlfriend named Jan was leaving. And she was clearly upset. And so Nancy was asking if she was okay. And she was talking about how sometimes Mike disappears on her and won't tell her where he's at. And he's been acting different lately. He's super moody. He's wanting to be alone and not really talking about it. And so something's going on with him like, in his personal life. So hold on to that. Put that in your pocket. Jan leaves, and Nancy goes into the frat house and confronts Mike, and he doesn't really admit to anything. Like, she lays it all out there of everything that she's found, the list of the Emerson opponents with the numbers on it, the money, uh, the dummy materials in his room. Like, she lays it all out on the table for him. He doesn't admit anything, but he doesn't really deny anything, but just says that he has to go and do something important and then leaves. Yeah. Okay, so shortly after that, Nancy leaves and as she's leaving, she sees a bunch of police cars and learns that there's been another assault. Nancy made her way into the building where it happened and saw the student that had been hurt. And it was the same cute guy that she saw on the phone earlier
0: and he was beat up pretty bad. And how did he get the name Captain Hook exactly? I don't know. I Did it say? I don't remember reading how he got it, but all I remembered was Captain Hook.
1: I don't know a lot about basketball, but whenever I think of hook and a sport, I think of like boxing. Yeah. Like, cause like a hit is like a hook or or something? I don't know. I don't, I don't know of the word hook being used with basketball, but if I'm wrong, please correct me. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) No, that's a good question. Nancy decides that she's going to go to the library to think things through. And when she gets there, she sees Ray studying. And when he realizes that she's there looking at him, he like gets up really quick and grabs his stuff. And Nancy stops him to talk to him, and he kind of opens up to her and admits that he wasn't mad about Coach cutting him from the team because he struggles with school. Like, he openly admits it. Like, he has to try really hard to get just average grades. And he's trying to to do better and he still supports the team. He was just angry when he said that he was never going to watch a game again. I mean, I get that, you know, young kids, tempers flare and you say things that you don't necessarily mean. And he was promised that if he got his grade point average up that uh, coach would start him the next season. So he's working hard on himself to get to where he needs to be. So it's kind of humanizing him now. Maybe he's not the person we need to be looking at. That kind of seals the deal for Nancy. And she's like, all right, now I got to go tell Ned Mike was responsible for everything. Still a bit of a stretch because we don't really have like any concrete, solid evidence. But, you know, whatever. And there was a big pep rally. Shortly after that for the next uh, big game, which is the last big game before the championship. And the whole team was there because they were going to be introduced to the crowd. And all the guys are freaking out because Mike's not there.
0: And he's always like the first one to show up for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So some not just, like, not just for the pep rallies but like for any like practice, game, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. As
1: the team was being introduced, Nancy was talking to the coach and she just point blank asked him about this rumor going around about money being given to the players, but the coach adamantly denies it and says that is not happening. I would never do that. It's not ethical, you know. So, just as Nancy was about to say that Mike was the one that was responsible for the practical jokes, a security guard runs in and says Mike has been hurt. It looks like he fell off the roof. And he's alive. Oh, my God. They go out and he's in rough shape. And he, with the last bit of his strength, tries to tell Nancy who it was. But Nancy was quickly pushed aside. He was taken to the hospital for treatment. Uh, Nancy tries to comfort Ned, but he is still angry.
0: And I will say, when they said, like, the distance that Mike fell, it said about 60 feet 60. Yep. Yeah. That's a big gap between the f- ground and where he was. Yeah. And he survived somehow and there was I guess part of it was because enough like padding in quotes because of the snow. Yeah. It's, it's like winter time when Nancy goes to visit. Yeah. So it's like he Mike is really lucky.
1: Yeah. They go to the hospital and the doctor comes in and says that Mike has a broken leg and some back injuries but he'll most likely be able to walk again. Day, but his basketball days are over, and that's yeah. devastating because he was having plans to go professional, and now I mean, he's gonna have to
0: rethink his entire life and what he's gonna do. So, so necessarily, he wouldn't have to give up basketball totally, he could still be part of the basketball scene if he decided to become some kind of like trainer or like a assist, a coach, assistant coach something in that capacity. So it's, he's still not totally giving up the basketball dream. It's just in a different way. Yeah. Like I know it's going to crush his dreams about being able to potentially play professionally. I get that, but you could still be a part of it. Yeah. In
1: some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing that and how serious it is, Nancy then vows to work even harder to solve this mystery since, I mean, it was an attempt at his life. Yeah. Early. The game was close and the score stayed close most of the time. Something weird happened and two of Ned's teammates had like this quick meeting like discussion between themselves. And then they did some kind of move that knocked into Ned and hurt his foot and ended up getting him taken out of the game.
0: I, that could part confused me.
1: It confused me too. Until very shortly after this, where all is explained. Yeah. Nancy didn't understand what happened because it happened so fast. And Nancy then
0: has an idea and she calls Carson for help. And he, knower of all things, gives her the answers. (laughs) Exactly. And this does not sound like Nancy. She, you know, people, you know, have a limit on their credit cards, right? Yeah. So does it sound like Nancy how she went over her credit card limit? No. Like, Nancy wouldn't
1: do that. No. Yeah, I remember reading that, too, and I was like, mm, that's not the Nancy I know, but
0: okay. That sounds more like Bess when she goes on a shopping spree. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that definitely sounds like Bess. I'm not trying to throw shade at Bess. She can shop all, shop till she drops, but that just does sound a little extreme.
1: Yeah, exactly. Know? Nancy formulates this plan in her head, and she doesn't have time to waste so she just tells Bess and George to cover her and that if they hear her screaming to come running to assist her and so basically she rushes down the hallway of the athletic building and she goes into this was a huge like this I hadn't even thought of this angle so this one took me totally by surprise she goes into the team doctor's office and asks him how it feels to be able to retire Rich from the gambling ring that he's running and I like I almost (coughs) dropped my phone when i was reading
0: it (laughs) and nancy got the reason for like the gambling bit from a comment that george made George was like, oh, I bet that the other team's going to be happy if they win. And the key word in that sentence was bet. Bet. And then that's what got Nancy going with like putting all the pieces together.
1: Yeah. I thought this was a great twist. Like, I thought this was very well written. This doctor is like packing his bag, like putting his files, all of his records, everything that's showing what he did. And he was going to get the heck out of Dodge, you know? Basically, what he was doing was he was running a gambling ring. He was bribing these players to essentially throw games really because of the way he was betting if they lost by or if there was like the I'm trying to explain this the right way if the points were in a certain way, more money would be won. He would get a higher percentage of the bets. It's kind of confusing the way that they described it. But in order to get the players to go along with it, he was paying them, giving them money, and everyone was involved in doing the practical jokes to make it seem like there was a legitimate reason for when during some of the games, the points would slack
0: off. That's That's why, like, and that's why the margins were so close for like these last few games.
1: Exactly. There was a lot of moving parts to that. I'm not gonna lie. It's not a good thing to do. Gambling. I mean, in moderation, not a big deal if you're of age. But in this kind of scenario, like, this was a really elaborate plan that had a lot
0: of moving parts and a lot of people involved. All I'm gonna say, just like how they say in commercials, please play responsibly. You must be the age of 18 plus. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. I mean, wow. I was blown away that this (laughs) was the ending. So, Nancy, of course, lays everything out on the table and explains everything. And, of course, I mean... He's caught. He knows it. So he pulls out a gun. Points again. It at again with a gun. Exactly. And forces her to write a note because he he's like, I know you have those girls waiting. How did she like, know? I mean, girls, they always travel in packs, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. So he forces her to write a note saying that it was, uh, her idea was wrong to meet her in the student common area and she'll meet them there later. So she has to hand them the note and, you know, it, it was very stressful. And then there's another guy that was working um with this doctor and he was a male nurse at a hospital and i mean this was getting dark because the doctor was getting ready to go and kill mike yeah he essentially was to
0: cause an embolism essentially he would take a syringe put it in with a medical the bag with the, what, morphine or something with it whatever it was And that was going to kill him. Yeah. And they even mentioned to Captain Hook, the guy that got beat up earlier, he got beat up so bad by this nurse because he couldn't pay his debts.
1: Yeah. So that explains the assault. Yeah. So it actually does kind of go together. Yeah. The practical jokes and the assaults. Yeah. They knock Nancy out with chloroform. (laughs) And they use so much of it. Yeah. But Nancy is able to kind of come out of it eventually, which it takes a little bit to come out of that. And she's able to get away from that male nurse and uh, the police come and um, we find out Ned had not taken any money or anything. The money that he used to get the bracelet for Nancy was from money that he had earned from being a lifeguard. So it was legitimate. He was still angry with Nancy, though, because of how fiercely she thought Mike was
0: involved in what had happened. And my heart shattered because they broke up. I literally messaged Candace when I was done with the book. I'm like, this is the saddest ending (laughs) we've read out of all the books because that's literally how it ends it's
1: almost like a cliffhanger like it's like the last two pages they break up yeah so yeah it was a lot it was very dramatic Uh, a lot of relationship stuff a lot of I feel like real life issues because I feel like I'm sure that the gambling thing I'm sure that happens because I know that that's happened like with professional players in different sports of getting in trouble for throwing games like so I know that's a thing so it's interesting I always find it interesting When there are real life scenarios and things that are involved in these books, it makes it a little more real for me. Um, But yeah, this book was super dramatic the whole way through. Lots of drama, lots of relationship stuff. I loved that she was at Ned's school. I thought that was really interesting. No mention of Bert or Dave.
0: I know. I was like, what? Unless they're more on the
1: football side. I really wish they had been part of it.
0: I know. And but. we finally learn how tall Ned is too. Yeah. He's six two. Yep. So I I'm weird. I like to know how tall people are when they mention it in these books. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. This was a very dramatic ending. Um, but I thought this was a really good book definitely fits into this older kind of audience that they're going for with this particular book series. I feel like teenagers
0: would eat this kind of book up because of the drama. Teen drama time! book number two that we've read. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah these books in this particular Nancy series not that I don't enjoy the other ones I feel like I've said this before not that I don't enjoy the other ones that we've read but I feel like these are harder to put down just because it's constant drama yeah. not that the other books don't move along at a pretty quick pace it's just I feel like these
0: are a bit quicker yeah and I feel like the chapters are shorter too
1: they are yeah, yeah for sure but I mean just as much content if not more and uh the story flows really well so I really enjoy it despite the fact that nancy and ned broke up but you know oh well we'll just have to see what happens next
0: which is gonna be a while that's right the next time we're talking about a book will be in september yeah because what are we gonna start talking about next candace for the next 13 weeks season four starts in five minutes for me when we record this we're recording on wednesday may 31st
1: yeah i should have mentioned that
0: and so it's premiere date for candace for the show i need to wait Four days until Sunday, June 4th.
1: Yeah, I hope you don't see any spoilers by accident. I really uh, do.
0: I will just have to try to not look at it. On Twitter, yeah. especially. Yeah. I was say,
1: avoid Twitter. I feel like more often than not, that's where I would see spoilers. Because I feel like Twitter is more of the show and Instagram is more of the games. And I feel like Facebook is
0: kind of like the books, I think.
1: Yeah, and the games, in
0: the games. It's yeah. interesting that each different social media, it's more of like a different topic.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. But I feel like I feel like Kennedy who plays Nancy is she's active on Instagram and on Twitter, but I feel like she's more active on Twitter and more responsive to people on Twitter, so I feel like that's probably why uh, it's more show heavy on Twitter.
0: And can we please get some of the show cast on? That would, like, that would be a dream.
1: I know, I would love it. <laughs> I would love it there's still hope
0: Mm-hmm. fingers crossed you know. all righty. all right we'll see you next time folks
1: bye everyone you can find us on instagram at river heights buzz you can email us at river heights buzz at gmail.com you can join our facebook group the river heights buzz podcast central buzz and you can follow us on twitter at river heights buzz with just one z thank you so much for listening and make sure to keep an eye out for our next episode